0: Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Creative Podcast. I'm Ashton, your host, and today you and I both get the pleasure of hanging out with one of the most genuinely kind, nice people that I have ever had the pleasure of being friends with. He has a lot of interesting things to say about Midwest culture, loving your small town community and making an impact with just where you are. And he even has taught something in his front yard to trust him and become friends. He's such a nice guy that the contrast between he and I might make me look like a jerk. But here is Josh Bashant. I know that you don't like talking about yourself too much, but that's why you're here. <laughs> yep. So uh, I'm going to start you off with an easy one. Okay. Well, I think it's easy. Okay. You might not like it. Probably not. But it's okay. Okay. If you could describe yourself with three words or phrases. Okay. What would they be? And I'll save you since I know you don't like this. Okay. I'll even do one for you. Okay. But I'll do the last one. <clears throat> so I'll okay. give you just a few seconds here while I'm talking okay. to think about what's the first thing you could describe about yourself. Like if somebody's never met you before, go ahead and introduce yourself. Maybe say something about yourself.
1: Okay. Um, well, I'm Josh. Um, sometimes I do things and people perceive it oddly. Some call it goofiness or weirdness. Um, I'm just being me
0: (laughs) like like blurting things out in public no
1: no that's obnoxious that's a different that's a different (laughs) thing entirely so not
0: obnoxious but goofy right goofy maybe being misunderstood yeah silly
1: i think i'm funny but i'm not oh yeah like when goofy
0: laughs and everybody's like stop
1: and goofy's just
0: wait still happy so is that's not normal
1: no i don't think so
0: Mm. I think we have the same problem, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's a maybe it's a skill. Could be. I think it's <laughs> a learned trait. Yeah. yeah, it's. Uh, I I always accredit it to a coping mechanism I learned from my dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's the, it's the exact laugh that I just did unconsciously. It's that. So if you've ever been around me and I laughed like that, I probably feel uncomfortable or I think I'm really funny. There you go. There's really no line between it. It's the same feeling. There you go. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, goofy, silly. <laughs> Give me one more and then I'll, uh, I'll put the cherry on top. Um,
1: and I just, uh, just like being around people and hanging out, having fun
0: people person. Yeah, I think so. That's good. It's great. Yeah. I definitely always thought, you know, we went to college together. Mm-hmm. Um, we did one project together, we which was really fun. That
1: was a, that's a whole, that's a whole podcast in itself.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, uh, something that we can erase from our, <laughs> our memories because college is, Uh, college work is the thing that you don't really want to talk about right doing homework and stuff (laughs) that's all the fun stuff you want to talk about but anyway yeah so we've we've known each other a long time and i think people have always felt like you were really personable really fun and easygoing and honestly if anybody didn't like you i would question them
1: (laughs) that's good because that's happened and that's where the weirdness comes in is like there's the number one thing i hear from people is when i first met you or i first talked to you I just thought you were weird or I didn't not that they didn't like me. They just didn't know how to take me. Mm. And then I realized like you were actually a a semi-decent human being. I was like, okay, well that's good.
0: Semi-decent. And they usually try not to
1: puff me up too
0: much. Yeah. So maybe it's (laughs) a reaction to that. I always get that people think I'm abrasive, which I'm like, Hey, I'm a nice guy, but yeah, I can see how I get a bit (laughs) intense. People are like, yeah, when you came to college, you were such a jerk and you were (laughs) abrasive. And I'm like, it's just because I said pissed off instead of hacked off. Like, sorry about your Midwestern <laughs> 2010 norms that I messed with. My bad. I mean, maybe maybe it's that attitude more right. than the actual action.
1: And it's at you. I'm yeah. pissed off at you. You can be mad about whatever, but if you're mad at somebody, you're not supposed to let them know. I don't know if you've learned that here yet.
0: That's literally the first time someone's told me that. <laughs> I guess I could assume it, but... I think this podcast is over. I think I just learned something <laughs> that learned wrecked something. my world. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so is that like a small town thing or is that just a Midwestern thing that you're not allowed to tell people that you're mad at them?
1: I don't know. Cause I think like, I I think it's both because like, you're supposed to go complain to somebody that you're mad at them. You're not supposed to let them know yeah. you are supposed to have unresolved issues.
0: I always define that as people here aren't nice <laughs> They just have nicety.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's that like Southern, we don't have it as bad, but like it's, it's referred to as like the Southern niceness. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, like I'll be nice to you in person. Yeah. But like, as soon as you're out of my earshot, like I'm going to say what I really think about you.
0: Yeah. And that's not really does cause suspicion. I think because honestly, there's a lot of really great people still Yeah, that are nice to your face. And guess what? They're, since they're good people, they're nice when they're not next right. to you too, but I find that hard to figure out. It is uh, at least with a with a non close relationship. Right. If you work with somebody, even neighbors, sometimes you can get a pretty good feel on if they think you're annoying or not. Right. Which I think you can probably tell if you're an annoying neighbor or not. And if you can't, then you're probably the annoying neighbor. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like everyone has that neighbor. And if you don't have it, it's you, <laughs> you know? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so like in small towns, what's, um, cause you grew up in a very small town, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, less than 300 people, um, is the, the population of like the town itself. Yeah. And so,
0: yeah. And that's actually the same place that my wife grew up, right? I mean, or is it different?
1: Well, I mean, it, it's the same and it's different at the same time. So like where we're at is like draw like a 20 mile square radius. And there's like five towns of less than 300 people. Mm. So like. There's still separation between the towns like Shell City has cafes and a bank and um, a repair shop. But if you go to Walker where like Taylor grew up, there's just a post office and a school like there is no. (laughs) There used
0: to be a post office. Is it still there? It's still there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't look open.
1: No, it's it's still there. There's one in Harwood, (laughs) which is a town of 50 people.
0: I've heard about that. And for anyone listening, they'll probably have no idea what that means. But that's sort of a. (laughs) interesting place of what I've heard. I've never seen it. So okay. I can't say for myself, Yeah. but living in a small town, you know, there ends up being a few things at least that are pretty different. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> I think one of the things that I want to talk to you about that I've seen from you is how do you, how do you go into a small town or even if you're from it? Right. And, uh, use creative thinking to be a helpful impact to that smaller community. Not that every small community is desperate and in need and broken, but it can be a little bit of a different type of thing to where a city, you can just go, I'm going to go clean something up, take a trash bag and you clean it up. Right. You know, and no one's probably some people will thank you. Some people might not even care you're doing it. Right. And it's no big deal. Right. You know, and you're making your city better, but in a small town, everything is perceived differently. Sure. So maybe talk to me, talk to me a little bit about, you know, even maybe something you've done or not necessarily brag on yourself but maybe even just talk about the idea of making a difference using your creative thinking in a small town.
1: Hmm. Making,
0: a I know that's like a, here's a big question. Yeah. Punch in the face.
1: Yeah. Making a difference. So like, does it have to be even the difference? Um, like, cause when you say that, like, yeah, I go mm-hmm. like straight to the altruistic, like I changed my community for the better. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even necessarily have to be that.
0: No, no. I'm thinking even, even like there was someone who felt alone mm. and what I brought through who I am and the way that I creatively think about the world helped them to not feel alone mm. or I brought, you know, maybe a, a good attitude to like at the school that you had worked at, maybe there's been teachers there before who kind of felt like, yeah, this is transition job. Sure. But for you, you could come in and love the job because it impacts people. Yeah. You know, so what kind of things have you even done or, or even maybe talk about the framework that you use when you wake up every day and go, I'm going to go do this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the big one is I'm not, whether it's out of like fear of failing or whatever, there's hardly ever a time where I'm like, I'm going to do this one thing to change this one thing in people's lives, Mm -hmm. but rather, yeah, that, that framework idea of just, yeah, I want to live and get up every day and think, man, how can I be positive to somebody? How can I make somebody feel better? How can I, um, just brighten someone's day, um, in some way or help them Mm -hmm. think. And, And I think that's really why, like a lot of my jobs, um, revolve around people because it's, it's just, pushes me in direct contact with them. And then I just is, is not trying to be like brag or anything, but I just like do me during the day yeah. and, and whatever comes to that should be good. Because if I'm living the way I, mm-hmm. I want to live, then
0: I think there's, there's something in there that I want to pull this out of you. I'm going to cry okay. a little bit please, because I see in you and I've seen other people even say this about you. That you're saying, I just be me, you know, I'm just social, I just help, I just do this. But that there's actually, I don't know if it's like intrinsic in mm-hmm. you, but there's a, there's a choice or maybe a presupposition that you're assuming isn't a choice to make a difference. Right. And so what does that look like? Let's just say, let me throw a scenario at you to maybe see if we can, we can dive into this a little bit. Suss it out. Yeah, we'll suss it out. Let's say you have a student mm-hmm. who comes to school. And normally they're pretty uh, lukewarm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: chill. Not a lot to them. They're just kind of quiet to themselves. They're not loners, but they're just kind of nothing. They're just kind of blank, sure. blank canvas. Sure. Uh, that's what they are perceived to be. But sh- well, one day they come to school, and uh, and you kind of know something happened at home or to their family or to mom or dad's job or whatever. Right. And uh, what what would be your uh, maybe the presupposition you assume I'm just being me, what would you do to maybe connect with that student? I'm sure this has happened to you at some point. Sure. So maybe even talk about a time, you don't have to say names or anything, but right. maybe talk about a time that you're like, you know, I just did this cause that's being me. Yeah. What does that look like for you?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it definitely looks like at some point sitting in their proximity, looking at them and just trying to start some sort of conversation. And mm-hmm. we don't even have to get to, your parents, your, your dad left in the middle of last night,
0: Yeah,
1: but to make eye contact with another person mm-hmm. and realize that they care about you and you're there. Um, and you just want to hear about whatever's going on in their lives. Cause 90% right. of conversations I have with kids is about Minecraft or their Instagram or whatever. <laughs> it's, there's not a lot of meat in, in those conversations, but the fact that I'm willing to, to listen and to hear a little bit about their life and where they're at at that day, mm-hmm. I, I think makes a big difference.
0: Yeah. And it's when I hear you say that that's one of those things that's like, Oh yeah, of course you'd do that. Right. You know? And so I hear what you're saying is like, yeah, you know, I've just, I just be me. And of course you think, you know, a uh, boy meets world. Mr. Feeney is going to talk to Eric when he's had a bad day right. or right. Corey, when he's made a bad decision Right. and he's struggling to think through something and he's going to have this insightful moment where he actually lets, you know, the person, Mm -hmm. answer their own question but he's just the guide right you know i think that that's a a a valuable skill that people underestimate right and they think oh yeah that's easy whatever because they've seen it on tv a million times but think of the last time you did that for somebody right and for most people it's probably more of an idea that they forget to do or they run out of courage to do it
1: right or they get so afraid that they have to lead the person to that moment. Mm -hmm. That's just like, or they're afraid of like bringing up the problem and just making it worse. And I think like we have, cause I, I mean, I've done it, you know, and continue to do it. It's just like, how can I talk myself out of not just being in the presence of somebody? Yeah.
0: Well, and it's messy. Yeah. You know, Yeah. and I don't say that just as a weird segue to talk about the trash truck that just drove by and made a ton of noise if you could or couldn't hear that, (laughs) but it is messy, you know? Right. It's messy because it's life. It's the stuff that we all kind of go, yeah, I'm good. Right. But at what point is it, you know, done being messy? And I think that's something that you have. And you're saying this is like an intrinsic thing or it's like, it's just you being you, sure. you know, but I even, I know about you that you are interested in counseling, mm-hmm. interested in walking people through their stuff, which is really great. Yeah. You know, and that takes a ton of creativity because again, you know, anybody listening, even myself, I think about this. When is the last time that I saw somebody having a bum day or knew about somebody who went through something that was tough? Or maybe even if they're just so normal, Mm -hmm. taking some intentionality and saying something to them that gets you, like you said, in proximity of them, right? Look them in the eye, have a meaningful conversation, even if it's not like, how you doing, buddy? and And give them a an overly sentimental (laughs) hug, you know, you you know, the hug, right. It's the graduation hug. When your friend hugs you that you're not that close to all these emotions. And you're like, "This is a lot of emotions for a friend that I'm not going to talk to anymore. You know what I mean? Yep. (laughs) So, but it's like that, like everybody's so worried that that's what they have to do. Right. Or maybe that's what they will do because they're not as familiar with it, but it is just like you said, get in proximity, connect with them. eye contact, you know, maybe a pat on the back or a hug if you're, Mm -hmm. if you're close. Um, and just kind of connecting with people. And for you, that's, that's even incited, uh, maybe not incited, but it's, it's inspired you, uh, towards something like counseling. Sure. Um, and so, you know, we talked about this a little bit, uh, earlier today, before we got on the podcast and just talked about like, who, who are you interested in? in as far as counseling Mm -hmm. and what was your answer?
1: Uh, everybody, everybody.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which is awesome. And, uh, I think that there's something to that, you know, some people would say that's not specific enough, right? You don't, you're not focused. You can't help anybody cause you just want to help everybody. Right. Um, I see that and I, and I could say, yeah, there's probably scenarios of that. That's the case, but we all have something, Yeah. you know, sure. <clears throat> and being someone like you who's sociable, approachable, fun, but also wise and studied and can be a good counselor, could be a good uh, mentor whatever that's a pretty cool profession to go into, you right. know, and there's a lot of creativity that comes into right. starting a conversation or whatever, sure. <clears throat> you know? Yeah.
1: Which is why I don't like posting on social media because mm. it drives me bonkers to think through. And, and this isn't everybody like this probably is not your problem, but people that are wired like me, I look at every single way, every single person's going to take this hmm. and it really limits what I feel like I can say and post and do mm. and not even cause I'm not even like a, a social media is for me kind of a person. I don't even view it that way. It's sure. not my personal platform to, to speak my mind. Mm-hmm. I don't care about speaking my mind if you want, but like I really like having conversations with people and being creative yeah. in that way. Cause it's me and you, mm-hmm. but as far as like the hello world, yes. here's, here's a statement or a, and, and I'm, I'm still saying that wrong, but even like if I'm trying to encourage somebody through something that happened with me, I see all the different ways that people are going to take it. They're going to internalize it. These mm-hmm. people are going to think that I'm, I'm fishing for compliments that I, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, no doubt it's a weird uh, hurdle and creativity mm-hmm. that again, I'm assuming you don't experience a lot because
0: well, and it's, I think it's different, you know, I think to assume that anyone doesn't experience that I think is a little misguided, but I think that, it uh it just comes up differently. Sure. You know, for me, for instance, I won't share too much about this, but I post something and I'm just like, that's just me. Exactly. And I just Raleigh throw it out there. It's right. unfinished. Right. It's not presented properly. It's right. just sort of like, here you go. Right. Um, which for a lot of people is really scary. Mm-hmm. It's also it in it in this is where I will use the word, incites emotion mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes causes negative reactions right. or extremely positive reactions right um and i think then people meet me and they're like wait what right you know because it's so different right but that's like that's the that's my method of process right and then after i post something i do care how people react to it because i'm like well what the heck i meant this for good right. but i forgot to give it the right environment to grow hmm you know, it's trying to garden in the dark kind of situation and I'm just throwing seeds in my basement and there's no window. Sure. You know, there's no light at all. Sure. And so it's kind of one of those things where everyone has their different process, you know, for you, maybe you're just kind of like, yeah, I just don't really want to do that. Like not really, or I'm concerned about the way that will impact every individual. Right. That's where I'm like, I don't even think about anything. I just think about the subject matter and I throw it out. But then all the wild animals come to eat, and it's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. <clears throat> so, anyway, I think, yeah, I do think that's interesting because, you know, that's just kind of life. Everyone's yep. different. There's lots of different people and kinds of people and backgrounds and experiences. Right. Which ultimately, as a counselor, you know, you know that in training, in training, <laughs> counselor in training. But, you know, at what point does paper make you official? That's you true. know, it's like, it tells you that you're certified to get paid for things, but I don't think money necessarily puts the blue check mark on your value to the world. Right. You know? Right. So, you know, while a degree could be someone's blue check mark or, you know, maybe a blue check mark is someone's blue check mark on social media, <clears throat> you know, whatever it is, it's like we all kind of look for that validation and something. Sure. Um, but. Anyway, I want to flip totally different gears yeah. because people heard in the intro of this podcast about a unique and creative experience that you've had. Sure. And uh, you've been living in the house that you're in now for how long?
1: Uh, three years. Three years. Yeah. And
0: at what point did you decide to make a friend named Ted?
1: Yeah. So we, like a lot of people, um, this is April of 2020 where my timeline starting are, are at home kind of wondering what to do. And I've always like, liked squirrels, like the idea of feeding animals and stuff. They're just cute. And we had s- just happened across some videos of like people building squirrel picnic tables We're like, mm-hmm. that would be awesome. Like just have the little squirrels. They can come out and hang out. We, I like the idea of making things.
0: And did you see Mark Rober's video about the squirrels? Oh my gosh. Or did yeah. you have unlimited people suggesting that to you? <laughs>
1: yeah, that is, that has done nothing, but, uh, yes. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I love Mark Rober,
0: but you had that idea before yes. his viral video about Correct. feeding squirrels.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that came out just a, a few weeks yeah. afterwards. And so we, my wife and I built a squirrel picnic table, mm-hmm. um, found a, bought like a, a, $3 thing on, on Pinterest on the dimensions and how to build it through it together Screwed it into the tree. Uh, put some, bought some little tiny, uh, like dollhouse baskets and <laughs> little picnic covers, and yeah, just made a, a
0: table and thought, well, this will this will be cool. Did you do that so that you could take pictures of the squirrels? No. Or did you do it just to like set the mood for the squirrels? Yeah, it was just. Or did you just do it because it's like, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it.
1: Yeah, it was just to give a space for the squirrels to like come and hang out and eat and be cute. And-
0: so okay, so. You put the you put the like park bench basically. Yeah. Yeah it's into yeah. the side of a tree. Correct. And uh uh could we could we actually is this on your Instagram or
1: yeah I can I can grab you. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So if it, what's your Instagram? Uh Josh J E M twenty.
0: Josh J E M twenty. Yeah. Sweet. Josh Jem20. Yeah. So I will throw that in the notes of this video or okay. this uh podcast. Okay. <laughs> I always say video because I'm a noob. Yeah. But this podcast. And uh, you can check out his Instagram there, or you can just search him up yourself. And could I maybe get one or two photos to put on yeah. my website with this podcast? Yeah, so if absolutely. you wanted to see kind of how cute Ted the squirrel is, you could see some of this too. Cause Josh is also a photographer and videographer. Would Pretend. you claim that now? No. Okay. So a photographer and, uh, has captured some pretty cool photos of squirrels, which most people kind of go, that's silly. <laughs> but I think that personifies some of the goofiness you were talking about earlier. And sure. it's also just like how cool and fun and social. It's like you literally earned the trust of an animal that doesn't trust. Right. Yep. That's super cool. Yeah. So that took a lot of creativity, you know. So go back. Let's rewind. Yeah. Yeah. You put this bench, whatever. What do you call it? You it's call a it, picnic table. P- picnic table. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, it's I just make your, sure your I'm not typical, typical just like, just digging like for crossed.
1: Turns. Yeah. It's just your crossed board picnic table. Okay. So like you go at a to a park,
0: park you yep. see it's that picnic table. Yep. Great. So that drilled into the side of a tree.
1: Dude, crudely drilled into the side of a tree. Wonderful. I, I could have built a frame, a bracket,
0: but I did not. But they're squirrels. So we'll stop short of that. <laughs> okay. So what's next? How do you earn the trust of a squirrel?
1: So we just started by putting, um, well first we had to Google cause like I'm always paranoid. I'm going to kill things I feed, like even my dog, I'll go to like, throw him a piece of popcorn. I'm like, should dogs have popcorn? So I had to Google like what squirrels like and pecans, walnuts, you know, stuff like that. They like that. It's not going to kill them. You just don't want to give them like too much of it. Mm -hmm. So they had baskets on the picking table. So I'd put some nuts in there every day and just kind of like see what was going on. And then at some point there's this other guy on YouTube that ended up earning the trust of like squirrels in the park. And he would like feed them, but he would take pictures with them. So he would like kind of hold out the nut or he'd put it on the lens hood of the camera. And then the, you get these cool pictures, of like the squirrel, like reaching out to, to grab the nut and, yeah. and stuff like that. And so I thought, well, that's kind of like the next evolution. Like I'm enjoying like seeing the little squirrels, like hanging out and eating. It'd be really cool to like feed one out of my hand. <laughs> like, I just don't, I don't know if I, if that can even happen, but I, I like the work. Cause I, he just literally was walking up in a park and a squirrel just be like, hey, I want a nut. He's like, here you go. It's uh-huh. like, so if a squirrel in a random park will do that, like <clears throat> yeah, why seriously. not one in my backyard? No joke. So then starting in April, just anytime he was out, I would walk out with a nut in my hand and just approach him.
0: Like a peanut, a cashew, a um, walnut. Typically
1: almonds and walnuts. And so I just walk out. And so when
0: they're already like, it's just raw, like it's already cracked.
1: Right. Were you
0: giving him with the shell and everything? No, no, cracked. Yeah. Okay, so he's ready to feast.
1: Right. Yeah. Like I bought a giant, like, two pound bag of trail mix of just the nuts and the raisins and the cranberries, and then I'm picking (laughs) all the almonds and the walnuts out of there.
0: There you go. And then the rest is for you. Mm, Yeah, I
1: thought so. And then (laughs) I have now two bags of just of cranberries and raisins. So now I've started feeding them to the squirrels because I'm like, I'm gonna eat these cranberries and raisins. No. I I have not.
0: Maybe the squirrels will like them.
1: They they do actually. I had to look that up too. Wonderful. So yeah, I would just approach, um, and see how close I could get. And like, you know, the first couple of times, like you walk out your door and they're just gone. But then eventually like you start getting interest, like they're looking at you and you can see like the tail moving and the little gears rolling around. It's like, you have that. I like that, but I don't like you and it's attached to you. And so just eventually, you know, 10 feet, five feet, two feet until one day, just like kept inching my hand closer and closer and closer. And then that like initial moment of grabbing the the nut out of my hand.
0: is just like, so do they just take it and sprint away?
1: Um, he did the first time for sure. Like he grabbed it and he got out of dodge. Cause I think his next thought was maybe I was going to grab him like (laughs) that. That was the, it was a trap. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah, anymore (laughs) now, like I walk out to my picnic table and, um, Ted is out there and he's, just chilling on it. And so I walk out and I hold out my hand with the nut. He reaches out, he grabs my hand, he grabs the nut with his teeth. He pulls back onto the bench and he just starts chowing on it. And then if I want to feed him another one or two, then I do. And if want to be done, then
0: we call it, we call it good. So why Ted? Why Ted? Because he doesn't have a name tag. No, he does not. Or a tattoo that says, I love mom heart Ted. (laughs)
1: yeah i just offered it up on on social media you know it's like i i think he's my buddy now because that's also what i've what i've has happened so far is i've approached other squirrels Mm -hmm. and squirrels are also territorial and so i think he's kind of got like that camped out and so Mm -hmm. i've approached other squirrels but they all run away and so it became clear like this is the only squirrel i'm gonna feed yeah. just by virtue of, of at this tree. And so I just put it out on social media. Like what, what should I call him? And somebody said Ted Esquire and I liked the full name. And so we're just going to roll with Ted and he seems just kind of, kind of Teddy.
0: Yeah. He's a, he's a total Ted. <laughs> do you think that, do you think he's gained weight since you've he, him? He's gained so much weight. Um, so is PETA going to be after you for like Affecting wildlife. I
1: don't know. Yeah. The conservation <laughs> department could definitely walk
0: by and, and not about one squirrel though. Potentially get me in I trouble. Mean, it's like people put bird feeders in their yard. Yeah, It's not making those birds fat. Is it?
1: It might be. I mean, contributing to bird obesity everywhere.
0: Yeah. is that. Okay. Like don't <laughs> birds so. just eat all day anyways, regardless of if you give them access to food. <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe if they're eating more birds, either they're eating less bugs. Yep. But we could chase that rabbit for a long time and I don't want to. Nope. So different rodent. it. So, so far you have been a small town kid mm-hmm. kind of grew up. Yep. You're back to your small town. Yep. Ish. Kind of mm-hmm. like it's close. It's basically the same community,
1: right? Yeah. Same community. I'm just living in town, which is 8,000 people. So,
0: yeah. Hey, so there's, you know, you've got, you got Walmart. grocery stores, Walmarts. Yep. They call it Walmarts. there, right with an S sometimes. Yeah. Somewheres. <laughs> Some, somewheres. I've seen that. <laughs> Walmart's and so uh it's you know it's one of those things where you you've been in the small town you're making a difference mm-hmm. you're impacting lives and it's not because you're like i'm gonna go be hercules or a superhero right
1: or start an organization but, or fund exactly. a fun day drive to
0: mm-hmm. cure but it's this small little piece of you just bringing you right yeah it's you just showing up it's you just waking up and deciding today's not just about me, but today's about this community. Wow, Josh, thank you so much for coming on today's episode. It was genuinely so good to hang out with you and just to kind of sit on the podcast and talk about how to love your community. Hey, if you want to connect with Josh, don't let me hoard the conversation. Go find him on Instagram at Josh joshjem20. That's Josh J E M Jim 20. Go find a picture of Ted the Squirrel and drop a comment and let them know that you enjoyed this podcast and that you hope to see Ted on the next episode. Creatives, let me leave you with this. What I heard today was that loving your community doesn't have to be starting big grand organizations or movements, but it does start with these little moments. And so creatively bring yourself everywhere that you are. And as always, stay creative. See ya.